0: Hi, I'm Dan Pramak, and welcome to Axios Recap, where we dig into one big story. Today is Tuesday, July 20th. Jeff Bezos went up to space, Jeff Bezos came safely back down, and we're focused on the conflict between climate and cryptocurrencies. Back in May, Elon Musk announced that Tesla would no longer accept Bitcoin as payment, saying he was, quote, concerned about rapidly increasing use of fossil fuels for Bitcoin mining and transactions, especially coal which has the worst emissions of any fuel, end quote. Two things about that statement. First, Musk wasn't wrong. In 2019, Bitcoin mining and transactions are estimated to have been responsible for up to 0.06% of all global energy-related CO2 emissions. And Bitcoin energy use is only growing as Bitcoin becomes more popular and as mining often involves high-powered supercomputers running 24-7. Two, it's also a bit tempting to roll your eyes at Musk for his epiphany because he suddenly recognized a pretty well-known problem. But the reality is his statement does seem to have kickstarted a much broader conversation about how to better foster both climate and crypto without one harming the other. One of the people who's been tracking these developments is Axios Energy reporter Ben Geeman, who we asked to help describe the problem and if it's possible to rectify.
1: The power consumption and corresponding carbon emissions related to Bitcoin mining ...is certainly something that is substantial and worth watching. It's certainly not trivial. It's not the apocalypse on its own, but it's growing... ...and it's happening at a time when the world needs to be sharply cutting emissions... ...not adding new sources of those emissions. So as power grids worldwide move toward cleaner sources, that is going to lower the footprint of Bitcoin mining. And also, you know, industrial processes over time, these types of efforts over time tend to become more efficient. So there are ways to mitigate this, absolutely. But that said, given this sort of explosive growth that we're seeing, the question is to what extent these kind of efforts to make Bitcoin mining cleaner and greener are going to be sort of overwhelmed by just the explosion in use of these technologies. And that's something that we really don't know yet.
0: Thank you to Ben Geeman, who co-authors the daily Axios Generate newsletter, which you can get at signup.axios.com. Now we want to get the perspective of somebody who's investing in the cryptocurrency space. And for that, we turn to Anthony Pompliano of Pomp Investments. So Pomp, there is this uh, conventional wisdom now that cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin in particular is an energy hog. Fair?
1: No, I don't think so at all. I think there's kind of two key things that most of the analysis misses. One is the traditional financial system, as an example, has a very linear relationship between usage and energy consumption, meaning that in order to serve more users or more transactions, you need to consume more energy over time. The Bitcoin network does not have a linear relationship, meaning that you can actually put more and more users and more and more transactions into the blocks of transactions using layer two or layer three without having to consume more energy. So a single entry into a ledger could be one single transaction. Let's say I send you one Bitcoin and you send it back, or it could actually represent millions of transactions and billions of economic value on layer two that is just being written into the Bitcoin blockchain. And so I think that's kind of the growth is a very different relationship. And then the second piece is from an energy perspective itself, it's protecting, you know, depending on where the price is any given day, hundreds of billions of dollars of value, and it's the strongest computing network in the world. And so when you look at kind of the value that it creates versus the energy consumed, uh, it's actually one of the most efficient energy consumptions
0: in the world in terms of that value creation. So are you making an argument that as cryptocurrencies get more popular and there's more and more, particularly Bitcoin transactions, that doesn't mean more energy is going to get used? Correct. Yeah, and this is one of the biggest misunderstandings about the Bitcoin network,
1: specifically talking about Bitcoin, is let's say that I have 100 users in the traditional financial system, I want to serve 1000 users. So I'm going to 10x my user base and I want to go from $100 of transactions to now $1000 worth of transactions. That would mean that I would need to consume more energy. I would need more physical branches, I would need more card networks, I would need more kind of endpoints in terms of supporting that, etc. So there's a, a linear relationship. More users, more transactions equals more energy consumption. With the Bitcoin network, the Bitcoin network consumes the energy it consumes, regardless of if the block of transactions every 10 minutes is completely full or there's actually no transactions at all in it. So there's
0: a amount of energy consumption that happens regardless of the amount of transactions. Was Elon Musk wrong about two months ago when he basically said, we're not taking Bitcoin anymore as payment for Tesla's because this is a dirty sort of technology, particularly because there's an increased use of coal in places like China?
1: Yeah. So I think it's important to decipher a difference between the total energy consumption, like the aggregate amount versus the mix of the energy. Is it, clean energy? Is it renewable energy? Is it coal energy, et cetera? And so he was specifically talking about the latter rather than the former. And I think the the big takeaway pre his comments were nobody actually knew. Every single data point or kind of study that was out there showed different things. And so if you were a, a critic of the Bitcoin network, you could sh- pull up a bunch of data and say, look at how dirty it is. Look, it's all controlled in China, et cetera. If you were a Bitcoin bull, you could pull up a bunch of studies that showed you know 75 plus percent was renewable energy, et cetera. But ultimately, nobody actually knew because the miners weren't reporting what those energy mixes were. So you were having to essentially use third-party data uh, to kind of triangulate what that energy mix was. Now, what we've seen is that the Bitcoin Mining Council was created uh, specifically with mostly miners in North America, where they just said, look, this is an important topic. We're going to simply self-report what our energy mix is. And what that report shows, which maybe it's not 100% accurate globally, but but definitely this data showed 56%
0: of the energy consumption was renewable. But Pomp, as you say, that's that is North America. And and if you look at kind of North American energy uh splits overall compared to say in China, a place like China's got using a lot more coal than the US is, even though we still use plenty of coal. So there are
1: certain provinces in China that are very, very heavy pre this last uh, kind of regulatory crackdown that had very immense amounts of Bitcoin mining, where the province itself was like 95% hydropower. So naturally, now that people are talking about it, we're going to see more and more uh, kind of clean, renewable energy. The second thing is that that regulatory crackdown that happened in China has led to a mass migration. out. those miners are now moving to grids that naturally are just greener than they were in China as a country. And so I think that it It's hard to decipher exactly what was happening pre-Elon's comments because there wasn't self-reporting. There's a lot of issues. Now, I think what we're seeing, though, is it's getting greener much quicker. We have much better self-reporting and transparency. And on top of that, we're getting a much more decentralized Bitcoin network because one of the countries that had a very high penetration of Bitcoin mining has now basically kicked all the miners out of their country, and those people have had to disperse around the world. North America is a big
0: winner, but also other places around the world are also receiving those miners as well. Is there any user pressure here, particularly from Bitcoin traders, people who do Bitcoin transactions regularly? Is is that is there actual pressure on the miners, or is it as you say, China kicked them out and everybody had to kind of scatter like rats and find a new place, and that just happened to be a place where there was more renewable energy? The beautiful thing,
1: both in the traditional world and in this world, is there is a financial incentive to move to uh, renewable energy or clean energy because it's the cheapest cost, right? And so especially in something where, like Bitcoin mining, the cost structure, the variable cost is electricity, the cheaper you can make that, the better. And so that financial incentive actually ends up bringing all sorts of innovation and R&D in the energy sector, like flare gas capture to turn that into Bitcoin mining, et cetera. And I think
0: that's probably the most exciting part. Within the crypto community... There are certain sorts of tokens, certain sorts of coins that do not use these giant supercomputers. I mean, Dogecoin is the most obvious. I understand it was a joke. It's not anymore than it is again. Do you see any actual movement from the community toward cryptocurrencies that don't require heavy amounts of energy, whether renewable or not? I think all of those are very
1: misplaced efforts. And the reason why is Bitcoin specifically makes one trade-off and one important trade-off. That is, it is decentralized. If you give up decentralization in pursuit of faster transactions, cheaper time frame, less energy consumption, all those different things,
0: you are making a direct trade-off with decentralization. Final question for you. Is there a point in the future? And tell me when in the future you think this might be that Bitcoin is viewed universally, not just by investors, but universally as a green technology. I think it already is. Kathy
1: Wood said this multiple times. Bitcoin is probably, at this point, the largest driver of renewable energy R&D in the world. It is a tens of millions of dollars in daily revenue as the financial incentive. If you are a Bitcoin miner anywhere in the world, there's 30 to $50 million in daily revenue that is up for grabs every single day that if you have the cheapest power, you become more profitable. And so if you look at Jack Dorsey, Elon Musk, Kathy Wood, et cetera, they all would agree. Now, that could change over time, but then when you look and say 56%, by the self-reported numbers from the Bitcoin Mining Council are actually renewable energy. Bitcoin mining as an industry is drastically ahead of almost any other industry when it comes to ESG-type goals. Now, you can argue whether ESG goals are real or not, or they should be there, but it is way, way, way ahead of any other financial markets and any other types of assets that you can hold. And so today, in the financial market specifically, Bitcoin is the most environmentally friendly asset that you can own in your portfolio because of the financial incentive that miners have to go and find that renewable energy, that clean energy and become more profitable. Anthony Papliano, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks so much for having
0: me, Dan. Welcome back. What we plan to be watching this weekend are the Olympic Games from Tokyo, but it's no longer a sure bet. The Olympics Organizing Committee chief today acknowledged there is a chance that the Games could be canceled due to surging COVID-19 cases in Japan and among participating athletes and workers. He didn't say he expects it to happen, but did say everyone is closely watching the numbers. In just the past 24 hours, there have been 10 new cases reported at the games, including an American gymnast, which brings the total to more than 70. And this is before everyone has even arrived. Overall in Japan, the number of new cases is down from a May spike, but is also on the rise again, with the seven-day average topping 3,000. Remember that these are the Olympic Games that were postponed from last summer and which already banned spectators. Another postponement or even cancellation does seem hard to fathom at this late date. Again, we're just days away, but so did shutting down most of America's schools and workplaces almost overnight. And we're done. Big thanks for listening. And to my producers, Sabina Sangani, Justin Kaufman, and Alex Sugiara. Please be sure to leave us a review. And if you're not already subscribed to the podcast, do so. Have a great National Lollipop Day. We'll be back tomorrow with another Axios Recap.